Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. That's where we're at this morning as we're just going through the gospel of Luke. I'm excited to be going through the gospel of Luke. Verse 32, it says, He will be great, the speaking of Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. That's interesting. We see a lot of this fulfilled in the Gospels, don't we? We see that Jesus does become great. I mean, he becomes very famous. Everybody's trying to get a hold of him. Everybody's trying to be with him. And then he would become great as he died upon the cross. In fact, Jesus would have more impact on the world than probably any other person who ever lived. In positive anyway. Adam probably had more, but you know... More than anybody who'd ever lived, he would have a positive impact on this world. And even Western civilization has been greatly affected by it, even amongst people who don't believe. You know, it's interesting. I was reading a book by Vishnu Mangawadi, the book that made your world. And he's somebody from the East who looks at the blessings that have come upon the Western world just because of the Bible and the influence of Jesus and the Judeo-Christian ethic. It's pretty amazing. But Jesus had this great impact on the world. And he, so he's become great. And he's also known very clearly as the son of God, right? I mean, who would argue that Jesus is not known as the son of God? Now, people may say he isn't, but, but nobody can argue that he's, he claimed that or that he's been called that. And yet, when did he sit on the throne of his father, David? Well, that hasn't happened, has it? Not on this earth. And yet, we're going to see the fulfillment of that in the future, In fact, it tells us in Matthew chapter 25 at the end, appropriately after the parable of the ten virgins and appropriately after the the parable of the talents or the minas, it, it talks about when the Son of Man comes and all his holy angels with him, then he will sit on his throne of glory and he will divide the nations as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will, divide, he will judge the nations. This is the return of Christ. This is the beginning of the millennial reign of Christ. As he sits on his throne and he divides up the people and the goats, those who did not minister to the needs of his brethren, the Jews. And we, we get that from Joel chapter 3. But they did not minister to the, the people of Israel will be cast into the lake of fire. They believed in a false Jesus. But those on the right who did minister to the needs of the Jews and who did have faith, true faith in him will enter the kingdom, which is the millennial kingdom, which is an earthly kingdom, which we as Christians will rule and reign over them for a thousand years. And so this is what the angel's telling him. He's going to sit on the throne of David. We see another picture of this in Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 21, where it says, Then I saw heaven open, and he who sat on a white horse, and, and thousands of saints with him, all his saints with him, that's you and me, 
riding on white horses. And he had a robe dipped in blood. And on his, on his side was written a name, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he had eyes of the flame of fire. And a sword came from his mouth through which he would smite the nations. And we see this picture of Jesus returning and what it's going to look like when he comes back and establishes his throne and his kingdom. But we also see that in Joel chapter 3 where it talks about the, the earth will be reaped. And we see that in the book of Revelation. The earth is reaped and everybody's gathered to the valley of Jehoshaphat, the valley of decision, and he will sit and judge the nations. And so all these prophecies will come true when Jesus returns at an hour when we do not expect. And so he says, watch and be ready. Watch and be ready. And so this is something that's not happened yet. It's going to happen. And it goes on to say, verse 33, And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. We see this same type of thing. You know, why didn't, so why did Jesus come and not fulfill everything? Well, because he has, he has a plan, right? And the plan is, is that he would bring the gospel to you, to the Gentiles. And yet there's going to be a day, in fact, Paul would tell us, you know, that when that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. And then once that has happened, this is Roman, Romans chapter eleven twenty five, that once all the Gentiles have come in, then all of Israel will be saved. And so God has a future plan for Israel. And so this, these are things we need to really consider today because we live in a time when after 2,000 years of being out of the land of Israel, Israel has become a nation again and God has a future fulfillment of these prophecies in them and a third temple that will be built that hasn't been built yet but will be built in the land of Israel. And so all these things are going to happen probably sooner than, than maybe is comfortable for some of us, but maybe not soon enough for others of us, right? I mean, we know that Jesus is coming back and all these things, he will sit on, his, on the throne of David. All these things will come to pass. Now, it's not un unusual for these types of things, you know, this type of gap of a period of time, you know, that he would be born, that he would be great, that he'd be the son of God, and that he would something future be on the throne of David. This is actually something that the Bible does a lot. In Isaiah 9, 6, you remember this. It's that Christmas verse, right? Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And then, so we're talking about the birth of Christ. And then the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So he has this authority. When it says name there, it means authority. His authority will be all those things. And it says, of the increase of government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And so there's this... This prophecy of a son being born, but then later that he would rule and reign. And it seems like one thing. In fact, Israel would expect the Messiah to do all of that at his first coming. What they were looking for was the second coming of the Messiah at the first coming. And that's why they missed it. In Micah chapter 5, same thing. In verse 2, it says, But you, Bethlehem, Athephra, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth from me one to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. So this tells us that this Messiah, his going forth, his, his existence has been from old and everlasting, but he's going to be born in Bethlehem, and then he ultimately would be the ruler of Israel. 
And so th this is how this works. You know, prophecy kind of works this way. You know, as you look at the Old Testament, it speaks of what God's plan is for the Jews, but it kind of misses the part when it comes to the Gentiles. You know, as you look across the, the peaks of, of prophecy, you see all of the fulfillments in Israel going forward, but then the, the, the church is kind of in this valley. And it's a time of waiting. And why is it a time of waiting? Well, Peter tells us that God, he's not slack concerning his promises, but he's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. In other words, as long as there's people who are being born and their hearts are soft to receive the gospel message and to be saved, God is going to be patient with his second coming, with sending his son to get his bride, if you will. And so God's been patient. And, and God's, you know, to God, a year is like a, a, a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years. It doesn't mean literally, but what that means is that to God, to time is relative to God. You know, it, it doesn't seem like any time has passed to God. Although God could spend an eternity in one moment if he wanted to, because he's, he's eternal, he's outside of time. So, so God's just being patient because he wanted you to be saved. Verse 34, it says, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? This is interesting. She says almost the same thing as Zacharias. Remember Zacharias said this in verse 18. He said, How shall I know this? For I'm old and my wife is well advanced in years. As you remember, Zacharias was rebuked and made mute until all the things would come to pass because of his unbelief. But apparently her heart is different. She doesn't doubt it. But she just wants to know, what are the logistics of this? You know, I mean, do I need to mark my Facebook status as it's complicated? <laughs> How is this going to, is this going to happen after I marry Joseph? Or is it going to happen before? And if so, what's that going to look like? And I think I'd want to know the same thing. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that holy one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So, so people may say they, they don't believe in the virgin birth, but they certainly can't say that the Bible doesn't teach it. Right? Mary, in her, own, in her own words, said, I've never been with a man. That's what she said. How is this going to happen? I've never been with a man. And of course, the, the Old Testament, 800 years before this, even prophesied that in Isaiah 7:14, where it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. And of course, Emmanuel means God with us. His name, just like his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's his authority. And his authority will be that he is God with us. And this, this will be a lot for Mary to take in. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.